Welcome to Deep Tech 315. I'm Gene along with Doug and our topic is Apple and AI. We're going to break it down into three segments, but this is a big enough and important enough event that we felt that a full episode of 315 should be dedicated to it. And so we're going to kick it off. I'm first going to give a quick background to what Apple has said and done so far. And then next, we're going to talk about what we think that they will do in terms of foundation model and hardware. And last, we're going to talk about use cases. So as a point of reference, if you haven't been paying any attention, Apple has not been saying much about artificial intelligence. And to the point where it's almost been comical over the past year where we hear Google and Microsoft will track this, will mention in their prepared remarks on earnings call, artificial intelligence, machine learning 15 to 30 times. And then you have Apple who has yet to mention it in any of their prepared remarks and only responds to the topic on questions. And so uh, there is this tension, I think, with some investors wondering what is Apple going to do and do they really treat this uh, opportunity as do they see it as big as what many other of their other mega cap uh, 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 brethren are seeing this. And the answer is that it, it sounds like they're seeing it a little bit more. And let me just uh, fill in the blank here is since their September earnings call, Tim Cook did say that they are spending a lot of time there and they are pursuing this uh, with with uh, uh, with a, a respect. Uh, caution wasn't the word, but they're they're going at it slowly. Mm -hmm. And then separately, he said in another interview, he talked about the importance of AI, and he called it absolutely critical to Apple's future. And that quote, absolutely critical, jumped out to me and was just a reminder. Like Apple's been doing something around AI for probably longer than we think. And uh, so I'm going to, that's kind of the, the background. And I'm going to shift to what we think, uh, how this can play out uh, next year. And I'll start, Doug. I think we're going to hear a lot from Apple when it comes and relatively from where we've been in the past 12 months from Apple in 2024. Yeah, on a relative basis, it wouldn't take much for it to be a lot. lot. Yes, and, and I think that that's probably true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see them launch something at this point because, I mean, really, they're the only big tech company that hasn't launched a meaningful AI initiative so far. And we can, we can go through and talk about how they have AI sprinkled across all their products. I mean, that's been true in technology companies, Google, Meta, I mean, Tesla, they've been using AI, deep learning, machine learning before that in their products for a long time. So to say that they have AI in all their products is kind of meaningless in my view, in the context of this profound game-changing technology that is really, I think, a new interface layer that they were early with Siri, you could argue, but now it feels they're a little bit later as we think about LLMs and, and language in the current paradigm. I feel like the part that they've really missed here is just if I was going to narrow it down, you know, you talked about uh, that value. It's really that generative piece of it. And as you said, it's built in a lot of their products. When Apple talks about AI in their products, they don't like talking about the bits and bytes. They like talking about the features. It goes way back to the iPod. They wanted to talk about a thousand songs in your pocket. They didn't want to talk about 10 gigabytes. And so I think that's part of the culture of Apple is 
centering how they talk about technologies and to the benefit of customers, which I love that they do that. And I think in this case, it is still falls short when it comes to just the importance of generative AI. So where my head is at is what are they going to do uh, related to generative AI? And you, you mentioned Siri. That's a, a great segue that they can build upon. I suspect that they're going to do something on Siri. But before we get to Siri, uh, Doug, you and I have been debating about what Apple is going to do when it comes to a foundation model. My belief has been that they hired John John back in 2018 from Google who ran their AI and is head of machine learning and at Apple. And with that, when you bring somebody like over, there, over they're going to be doing a lot in AI. And some of that was related to the mother of all AI projects. Tim Cook famously said with autonomy, we haven't seen what that's going to yield, but I'm sure he's working on some things. Some of it may be related to the interface with Vision Pro. But I think that they have to be working. They've had to be working on some sort of foundation model for more than a year. And they have now this, uh, it's been leaked. that There's this Ajax project, which is, I think, some of the foundation models. And when I see that, I get excited and think Apple's going to do their own foundation model in the next year or two. And that we, even though we haven't heard about it, they've been working on it. And if Tim Cook says it's critical to their every product and absolutely critical to their future, they've got to get there. And so um, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic. I know we've been on a different page on this, but I'm optimistic that they're going to get to that. Found, they're going to have one of the, the key five foundation models. I don't know if I would agree the key five. There's there's a few factors that go into that. I do think it's true that they've probably been working on something, whether we call it an LLM, a foundation LLM sort of model uh, for more than a year. I'm sure that's true. I don't think they've been working on it as long as DeepMind and Google. And I don't think they've been working on it as long as, as, as long as OpenAI either. And so there is a, certainly a time gap, I think that's realistic to expect. And when we put what Apple is doing and what that report you referenced in the context, I mean, that report was talking about a model that would have 200 billion parameters. What does that even mean? GPT 3.5, so the prior version of GPT, was about 200 billion parameters. Current uh, GPT 4 is rumored to be over a trillion. Some, some reports have said 1.7 trillion. And so even if Apple comes out with a foundation model with 200 billion parameters, it would be certainly very functional, just like GPT 3.5 was. Um, but I don't think it would be on the same quality level. It wouldn't be on the same uh, ability level as a Gemini or a GPT. Um, and I think it'd be really hard for Apple to catch up to that because we're talking about this very large time gap between when those two companies really started building foundation models and when Apple did. And on top of that, I think there's a big data difference. You know, Apple does have a, a very prominent place in a lot of our lives, but they also have a very specific security focus. And so all the data that we put into our phone is not stuff that they can just go and use in models. They can't go train their models on all the data that passes through their system. I don't know if that's true. Like Google. I, I think that. Do you like, think that Apple is going to go and violate your trust as a consumer I, I when they market not on violate trust? My trust, not violate my trust. When you sign in and, and set up your Apple device, it says, do you want to share data that will make our apps better, share it with app developers? And if it anonymizes the data, if Apple's in there anonymizing data, which I don't know if they're doing this or not, but my guess is they've 
they've got this data that it is such a but massive. They don't, they don't have your text messages. They don't have your emails. They don't have your search history, right? Like those are all things that are passing through different mechanisms. Not sure if they don't have the search history. I mean, I understand that goes through Google. I mean, but but they a lot they of stuff happens the on the device. Interaction from it though. I mean, not like we Google. spend so much time on these devices. I don't know what the exact things that they're capturing and not capturing, but just the pure amount of time that we spend on these devices, my my sense is that they have more data than we realize. They may have more data than we are talking about right now. They don't, in my opinion, have more data that's relevant to the use case of building a foundation model than OpenAI or Google. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, definitely Google for sure. Uh, that what's the what's the great like Grok has great data, unbelievable data through yep. Twitter X. What's the what's the phenomenal data that OpenAI has? They've just scraped the internet for first seven to years. market. Well, that's how they started. Yeah, scraped the internet better than anybody else. And then I think they've spent more in terms of dollars on uh, human reinforcement learning. Uh, reinforcement right, that's learning. That's a big deal. Feedback. I think that's important. That's for, a big deal. That's and, important. And, for and, and on top of that, they've been in market as the leader for a year and a half now. And so every time someone interacts with GPT now, they're getting signal, just like Google gets signal when people do searches. Yeah, it reminds me of the, I don't know, is this a tech, is a tech quote? Doug knows I'm famous for taking quotes and kind of putting a gene spin on them, but uh, the nine women can't make a baby in a month. I think that may be the name of like a, some sort of a, a tech book about building products. And uh, I agree that just throwing tens of billions of dollars at training a foundation model doesn't mean you're going to have the best foundation model. And even if you had phenomenal data, let's say I'm right. And a Apple actually does have more data than we realize, and they're going to do more with it. The the time to train it, it's a, that's a really big deal. And while you're grinding through training this data, that can't just happen. That's not about throwing more people at it. While you're doing that, Gemini and GPT are are just leapfrogging further ahead of you. Is that basically what you're saying is that you can't just throw resources at this to catch up? I don't think you can, but I think there's, there's a lot of nuance to this discussion that's really important. It doesn't mean that Apple can't create a foundation model that's useful. I'm arguing that I don't think they're going to have one of the top two or three in terms of pure, broad functionality. I think that that is the race between OpenAI and Google at this point. Okay. It's hard to see anybody My else really challenging is them for. They're going to have um, that. That with that what said, is though, the best model? even if Apple creates a, a 200 billion parameter model, and then from there, I'm sure that they will increase that parameter count. And it's not all about parameter count. There's other things that matter in terms of making a model useful. One thing Apple does have, and we've talked a lot about this in the context of Google too, incredible distribution, over a billion device users on iOS. And when they bake that into these products, there's a natural distribution layer. As long as the product's good and that exactly. people want to engage with it and that it does useful things where they certainly can still be a player in AI. But my argument is just simple. Like, I don't think it's reasonable to expect, and I think the odds are low, they're not zero, but they're low, that they end up with one of the, let's say, top two foundation models when we think about AI. Agreed. Broad. I agree. I was thinking top five. And I think they're going to have enough there. It sounds like we're more or less on the same page. I think they're going to have enough there to create a product around personalized AI. I think they're in a unique position to do that. 
uh, I think they're going to have enough there to create something that gets people excited about Apple and what they're doing in generative AI. And when I say excited, I mean increasing engagement, selling devices, helping revenue growth. And so that's where I'm at. I think that this is going to be not in 2024, but maybe 2026. I think what the, the groundwork they're going to be laying in the next one, two years, Apple's going to come out as being one of the key, one of the key players, let's say top five in AI. And I'd be curious your take on it. I think that's probably true. In some senses, it's almost though by default. I mean, it's hard to not imagine the biggest companies in the world being the biggest five AI companies in the world. So yes, I think that probably ends up being true. Um, the only thing I would add though, in terms of thinking about AI products, software products from Apple broadly, I actually think Google Maps versus Apple Maps is an important analogy here and a prior learning. Apple Maps is fine. It's not as good as Google Maps. Definitely. Why? I agree. They don't have as much data. And so we were running into the same paradigm here where I think it will be reasonable to question, like, is it worth Apple's time to try to build their own foundation model? Or might it make more sense for them to use Gemini, to use OpenAI? Maybe they go open source, they use Llama from Meta. That'd be a really funny partnership given their relationship. Um, but, but I think that's an open question. Do I think that they're going to be a huge player in AI just through that distribution mechanism? Absolutely. And when we put it together, my view is that because they haven't said as much and because I agree, they're going to be one of the key players in AI. And that generally is not part of the like investing conversation. I think this is a level-headed view of that, but I think just that incremental in excitement that can build and Doug, you and I, we're on the same page. We think we are early innings of AI, and this is going to be, uh, there's going to be a, a bull market on AI for the next three to five years. But when, uh, but when we think about that incremental piece to, let's say, shares of Apple, I would, my take is this is going to be a positive for the stock in the next one, two years. Yeah, we're, for focusing on Apple, I mean, I think AI is a positive for all of the mag, the mag seven stocks. So, so yes, for Apple, I think it can be a catalyst. I think it could be something that ultimately they, whether it's built into phones and it gets people to upgrade a little bit faster, or it's something that becomes a service that people pay another 10 or $20 a month for. I think both of those are within the, the potential set of outcomes for Apple in terms of revenue drivers. Um, but again, I go back to, okay, well, like how does, how does the biggest business around AI get built here? I don't know that Apple will be the one who does that. I think that feels like it might be, and I'm just saying biggest in terms of absolute dollars created from the business. That feels like it might be more something for Microsoft, maybe OpenAI, maybe it's Google. I'd put Apple a tier below them in terms of overall total dollar potential. Awesome. Fun cop topic. We did not get to all the topics. We're going to have to do a whole other episode on just the applications about how we see these playing out. We're going to leave it there on behalf of Doug, Gene, Deepwater, and Deep Tech 315. Bye for now.